on the compulsive meter. Hi. Hi. Um, thanks for having me today. Thanks for inviting me. Um, yeah, I, I just really appreciate the opportunity to do some service. Kind of been um, in a place where, you know, uh, I'm working through a lot of work struggles and life stuff and that voice that's like, this is so unfair, this is so unfair, and uh, it's such a nice opportunity to do some service because then it gives meaning to all of that, and that's so important uh, for me uh, to be able to help in that way, to be able to make peace with it, to be able to talk about it, um, and that's what I get in these rooms. Um, just a little bit about what it was like. Um, I don't remember as a child having any real interesting relationship with food and then around the age of 15 it was kind of like a, a, the perfect storm of like uh, my parents um, and their relationship like slowly blowing up uh, me um, like trying to find safety in uh, a partnership when I was 15 and um, dealing with, you know, not feeling like I fit in um, and, you know, just struggling in high school uh, to uh, be this perfect person. And that's definitely been a big piece of my story. Um, and after that first initial breakup um, that I found a lot of safety in, um, because things were so crazy at home, I decided that I was just gonna like full bore, go into like compulsively anorexic behavior, like tiny little bags of food. Um, I was in sports, so I was exercising like sometimes twice a day, um, and just really conscious of what I looked like. Um, and I had braces, and I got a lot of weird messaging from my community, you know, that I would just be attractive if, and uh, I got uh, into like a, a rebound thing right after that, and he was like, yeah, my friend's nickname for you is the whale, and there really, I couldn't have been more than like 125 pounds at the time, and it was just this very pressure cooker community that I lived in where everyone had to be a certain way. Um, and, you know, I, I did the best I could with what I had, and food was an easy outlet, and it was very secretive. Uh, it was easy to hide behind that because it was kind of reaffirming <laughs> at the same time. We get attention for it. Um, it made me feel in control. Um, and I also was, like, really, really hurting, but that was... The only tool I could come up with at the time. Um, and so it kind of went on like that uh, throughout high school and college. And I got a little bit of a reprieve in college um, because I got to escape some of that um, expectation and kind of start over with a new, you know, everything. Um, and I uh, found like 
vegetarianism at the time, and um, I think why I really liked it was because there was rules, and I could, uh, you know, kind of, like, control things in this way, and then I was, like, saying this statement, and, like, there was a lot of, like, things that I um, got from that, uh, but also, um, it was the attention I needed and validation from men, and it kind of, like, created this really, um, well, what was interesting is for me is very private hell that I lived in. And I still have, like, a very heavy undertone underneath, and it's like, but can you just keep this on the outside? And food just did enough of that for me that I really wasn't, ex I was experiencing a lot, but nothing like what I was really experiencing, I've noticed until now. Um, and it kind of just kept on like that, and I would dip, you know, down really low, um, you know, probably like 20 pounds lighter than I am right now, um, and I just really pursued that. And my dad uh, got really sick after I graduated um, college, and um, again, it was like, I don't know anything else other than just compulsively exercise, and that's what kind of kept me afloat in a weird way. It was a routine, it was some sort of structure, but it was a compulsive, um, you know, kind of like, I can't control whether I do this or not, and it's the only thing I have right now because my world was very small. And um, I, you know, that's what I had because like he was dying and then my job wasn't really working out and the relationship I wasn't <laughs> just was like but I was this size that I always wanted to be and my life was completely helpful and so I just say that because um, I think so much of what this disease is trying to tell you me at least is if you can just control this enough if you can just get the validation here if you can feel safe in this space or this space then you're going to be okay and I, Really, it could be nothing further from that at the time. Uh, that was all I had. Um, and uh, after that relationship kind of blew up, I moved down to the Bay Area. And um, I worked in a really high-stress, like, non-profit situation uh, with children and food. Um, I still couldn't put that together, but that's really why it was there. Uh, you know, I was always drawn to the cooking classes and all of that. Um, and uh, I remember this box of, like, kids' snacks that was near me and just pounding one after another and not being able to stop. Really freaked out because I always had this, like, anorexic side that I was working with and um, like compulsive exercising and then when that happened it was like oh my god like I there's nothing I can do and I just feel out of control and I knew I'd kind of hit something but I didn't know how to stop I didn't know where to find community um, and, you know, it kind of went on for that. And I got into more stressful jobs. And I know that there's a relationship for me around uh, what other people um, and I and how we relate and how intense it is. And 
um, having like a lot of people pleasing, codependency, um, it gets really stormy and sometimes I freeze up and I can't say what I need and food felt um, like the only thing I really had to get what I wanted, a way to get what I wanted, uh, at least just for me in the moment. Um, you know, I'm not saying it, I'm probably really angry or sad and that's what I had. Um, and so uh, I thought about going to chef school for a little while. <laughs> and like, luckily I had like enough sense to be like, that's maybe not a good environment where it would be like stress and food on top of it. And um, I also always wanted to get a master's degree in public health and so somehow maneuvered um, to like do that uh, and take a part-time program. Uh, and also, uh, before I left for that trip, or before I started, I took a trip to France um, with some friends. And uh, there was a woman there who was teaching the retreat, and she was just incredibly open about her experience with anorexia and her eating disorder, and just the way she was in the world. Um, felt like such a relief and so much honesty. I can never imagine being that honest with strangers. And um, basically I cried to her and she was like one of the first people I, I really told with the sense of like, I actually want to do something about this. Uh, before, if I had ever mentioned it to someone, it was like subconsciously or whatever, it was like people that wouldn't really do anything for me about it. Um, and this was like, no, I actually, I think I really do want to do something about this. Um, and so when I got back to the Bay Area, um, she, or I started just like Googling like uh, doctors who work with eating disorders. Is that 10? Okay. And um, she gave me a bunch of resources and I walked into these rooms and I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, and it was very intimidating. Uh, I blacked out a lot of it, but I just kept coming back. And um, fast forward, it's been four and a half years later. Um, I haven't thrown up in four and a half years, which is a miracle. And uh, yeah, I haven't eaten sugar. Um, and you know, I do it one day at a time, and uh, I have amazing support. Um, I do not think I could have graduated grad school without a program. Uh, at the time, it sounded completely insane to have both of those going, but I don't even want to think about what it would have been like without it. Um, I think in terms of like things I wanted to share program-wise, um, you know, I... I really um, appreciate that we have a language here to talk about our problems, but then there's also the structure of having a sponsor, having tools. Um, I really uh, have like an interesting relationship with Step Three, um, and I, you know, have this expectation that if I'm doing everything and I set it all aside and I mm -hmm. meditate three minutes. All of a sudden, everything's supposed to be like this 
serene situation. And um, actually, what really matters is that I'm doing that. And that's giving me a fighting chance, even if it's this big, to show up for my life, to be an adult, um, to treat people around me with kindness, um, and my 10 steps to like really unravel like years and years of like not being able to relate to people like an adult or say what I want and all of my ninth step amends. Um, I think probably one of my most proud parts of my life. Um, I have apologized to past partners, uh, my mom. Uh, my mom and I never really had a relationship in like an adult way until I got here. Um, and that's what's really opened up my whole world is it's never been how I thought it was going to be. Um, it has like a totally different flavor, color, um, and it's just been this uncovering over and over. And um, so far, you know, it's helped me get into this really grateful place. I can look at life as like, oh, I have to go to four to five meetings a week. I have to, you know, I don't have a boyfriend. I have all these things that are missing. And, you know, for just a little bit each day to be present, I get to reach out. I have incredible fellows in this program who get me through the work day. Um, and that's incredible. And I think for me, one of the biggest gifts right now um, I was able to ask for was um, I'm going on another month-long trip to France. I never thought I was capable of asking for something like that, for coming up with an adult plan around it. And uh, parts of me have wanted to completely run from this opportunity and just having that accountability of loving sponsors and fellows and people to bounce it off of and that they keep showing up for me. Because um, that's a big thing that I needed to see here was that I can come exactly as I am and it's not gonna push people away or make it stop. Um, like, you know, there's gonna be a place for what I need, and I can find safety here, I can find community, um, and it does not look like how I picture <laughs> uh, when I thought it, I was coming in here. I don't know what I wanted when I came in here, but I know that I was desperate, um, completely desperate, um, and I needed help, and um, that's what I get here, and I'm incredibly fortunate, and I so appreciate that.